Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You can now call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, PLAY. Or 833-694-7529 and leave your question. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hello again and welcome to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCA. AMFT, Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Here I am. <laughs> watching, <laughs> watching the timer. <laughs> Adam sets the timer for me and I watch it count down and then I just kept watching it count down. So hello from Foreplay. Here we are. That's quite, a, quite an auspicious beginning. Yeah. <laughs> beginning. Silence. Just, but I kind of like it. I kind of yeah. like it. Here I am. Here, here we are. Here, here we are. Okay. Again, we've got me. a mailbag. We're going to do mailbag. Yeah. Yay. So Okay. We've got this great write-in. An email, and thank you for your emails and your questions. And you know what we're going to do? So we are developing a voicemail so that you can call in. It's going to be limited, like a minute and a half or something, for you to call in and tell us your questions. Obviously, if you call in and tell us your questions, that is giving us permission to use it on the air. But we thought that would be really neat to hear yeah. it in people's voices and to hear the intonation of, yeah. you know, the difficulties and what they're saying. And and anyway, we thank you so much. And we do get a ton of mail and and we're grateful. I, nothing, I think, encourages me more than getting yeah. a letter from somebody. Yeah, it's really it, great. It's always encouraging. And if you, you can still email while we're getting the voicemail up and running, you can still email at info at foreplay RST. Dot com. Um, dot com. Yeah. Uh, if you got your questions and we love we love hearing 
from listeners, and, and it does. It really just keeps us going, I think. Exactly. So this letter says, you know, I found Foreplay RSD recently when my boyfriend and I were discussing if we should see a sex therapist. I'm really enjoying it so far and hope that listening to it with him will help us get down the right path on improving our sex life. I'd love it, though, if you guys did an episode on sexual issues in younger people. I'm in my mid-20s, not married, no kids, so hearing lots of advice centered around married couples making time away from kids, postmenopausal women, etc., can make me feel like I have no excuse for experiencing sexual problems. An episode talking about how common sexual problems are in young adults would help normalize it and make me feel less alone. Thanks. Oh. Yeah. Mid-20s? Mid-20s. I don't know if I can remember my mid-20s. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's too much I'm coffee. Trying. It's like <laughs> decaying your brain. <laughs> it, 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 it probably is. I'm trying to trying to get in that mid-20s. That I mean – Feels young to me now, yeah. um, but I know at the time it, it probably it probably felt a little that in between space of being an adult, but not quite being fully established and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But Do you remember? actually, the studies Adam show that couples, regardless of age, this is what's surprising. Regardless of age, couples who have been together in a committed relationship for two years, one third of those couples are sexless. Oh, I mean, really? yeah, it, it really – I'm so glad you wrote this because it helps us distinguish between age-related issues and stage-related issues that impact our sexuality mm. and something that is purely, you know, between us and our partner. Yeah. But really, the pursuer-distancer issue starts to complicate sex right away. Mm. I would say that young people, a lot of the things I hear and that they come in for are really relationship problems that impact the sexual life. Also, sexually, you know, anorgasmia, which means um, usually she can't have an orgasm or doesn't have an orgasm regularly. Um, Maybe he has premature ejaculation. The sense of, you know, if they're living together, she doesn't really say that. But, you know, once couples live together, there's sort of this real claustrophobic closing in of space. You know, maybe they're sharing money. Maybe they're sharing household responsibilities bills, and literal space. Yeah. And that impacts the way we feel sexually. I mean, I think, too, like in your 20s, I hate to tell you, but you don't know so much about sex. <laughs> you know? Inexperienced. <laughs> I mean, it's it seems like, I think, looking back, people in their 40s or their 60s or whatever think, oh, my gosh, sex was so easy and so great back then, and it was so easy. No. No, it, it it doesn't start off that way. And that Mm-mm. goes back to the expectations that you have about what the relationship is supposed to be like, right? right. And I, I think that, you know, I think it is implied here that they're living together. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that kind of stage of life where you are shifting your relationship in such a way um, that it's becoming, it's not as much of a dating, purely dating relationship anymore, where it is more of a coupleship, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that not enough is given to that transition and the importance of how you navigate that transition really well, right. um, because that can lead to mm-hmm. to issues that come up, those relational issues that come up very easily, right? I mean, they, they just creep in and you don't even, you may not even notice that they're there for a while. Right. And right? I think more than anything else in your youth, sexual desire is impacted by the relational issues. Right. I would say one caveat on that, and that's that young women taking birth control pills often have low libido. Yeah. And that's because the estrogen in it 
binds with their natural testosterone, which is the governing hormone for desire in both genders, as we have talked about. And so that binding up basically makes their less what they consider bioavailable testosterone. So her libido, she doesn't have as much testosterone. And even what they measure is not available to her to create sexual desire. So, you know, a lot of times people say, okay, we're together. This is great. No more condoms. Let's get you on the pill. You know, and they have a birth control issue that suddenly her desire tanks. Mm. And it's it's something that doesn't always happen right at the beginning. It can happen over time. So I've had women say, well, you know, I was on birth control since I was 18. And now at 25, suddenly I have low libido. And there is something, there is like a cumulative effect Right. It can happen. And then tip it off with relational issues, maybe a bit of sexual knowledge issues, you know, things that they don't understand. Right. I mean, there can be other tipping points here that impact it. But oftentimes a woman might end up, a young woman might end up with low libido. Yeah. I, I also think that you mentioned uh, birth control, but I think younger generation now is probably more open um, in the past mm-hmm. to medication in general mm-hmm. um, and specifically mental health medication. And so um, right. I think there's a, a high likelihood that they could be treating some kind of depression or anxiety. Um, with or, an SSRI. Yes, which is going to also impact their their sexual relationship as well. Um, and so I think those two areas, if it's going to be physical, I think you could point to, to medications that they are taking and making sure that there's no sexual right. side effects. There. Most of the time, the good news with young bodies is that you don't have sort of chronic issues that are going to impact your sexual functioning. But that doesn't mean that you don't have sexual dysfunction, and it doesn't mean that sex is so great all the time. I mean, there there are lots of issues. You are definitely not alone. I mean, I see young women every day in my practice in their 20s struggling with sexual problems and young couples, Mm -hmm. you know, who come in and have sexual dysfunction or enough relational issues that it's impacting their sex life. Yeah. I mean, I think the good thing about being young is that you're still sort of pliable and emotionally pliable, I mean, you know, just in terms of being able to change and grow and set good patterns in place. I mean, I think premarital counseling is essential and not just with the guy at the church, or the priest, the pastor, who maybe isn't an expert in marital therapy, but Yourself does that as part therapist. of... yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think that stage of life, the, what you're talking about, about being pliable is also one of the things that can creep up as issues in their relationship because you're still figuring yourself out, you're still finding out who you want to be as an adult, who you want to be as a person in a relationship, um, and that hasn't been set yet, right? right? And so that has your kind of, what I call it, your core values for a relationship have, mm-hmm. not, have not been determined. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, you probably have not talked about them. You just kind of fallen into what your expectation, you haven't talked about what your expectations are in relationship, what you want your relationship to be about, what you value in relationship, what's important to you, all of that stuff that kind of can get in the way, can build barriers in between you if you haven't um, discussed it and gone into it with kind of your eyes wide open. And in yeah. part, in your, in your mid-20s, you are still figuring a lot of that out you that are. hasn't been that, said. That- I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're still figuring yourself out yeah. about what's important and how to find your voice. Yeah. You know, when do I initiate something that might be conflictual in this relationship? 
When do I say, this is what I want? What do you want? Um, You know, I mean, relationships are really tricky business. Mm. It's difficult. And sex is part of that. It's not just a standalone. It's not something, it's not just a behavior. It's wrapped into the very fabric of our connection with a person. Yeah. I think too, when she talks about wanting to feel less alone, wanting to feel normal, there is an expectation that your relationship in the beginning is going to be everything that you ever thought it was going to be. Honeymoon, honeymoon. And I think what I hear, what I hear from a lot of couples that are younger, that are in their twenties or in they're just starting out, like they are surprised at how difficult it is in the beginning. And for some reason that that they they you know that logically, right? I think there's enough information out there that maybe now people have an awareness that we could say relationships are work and they'll go, "Oh yeah, we know that." Mm-hmm. But they don't quite realize how much work it is and so they're still surprised mm-hmm. when they get into it and it and it's difficult, especially mm-hmm. in the sexual relationship, right? Right. Exactly. Well, let's come back and talk specifically about some of the issues that she might be facing. We're just going to make a guess. And just talk a little bit about things that you might talk with your partner about. Give you some ideas for conversation starters. This is Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with your sex therapist, Lori Watson, and couples therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews. Thank you so much to all our new Patreon supporters. We are so grateful to Craig and Nathaniel and Kristen and Steve, and Rachel, and Dylan, and Brian, and Vicki, and Clarita, and Michelle. You guys, we thank you from the bottom of our heart. It's really helping us meet our weekly expenses, and we just want you to know we're so grateful. We're going to get out our products to you. Thanks so much, and anybody else considering if you know our work touches you and our work helps you, we would be so grateful for your support. Just go to our website, which is now new. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Foreplayrst.com. And there you can find a way to support us and you can see our episodes and our blogs. And thank you so much, guys. Wanting sex again. How to rediscover desire and heal a sexless marriage by certified sex therapist, Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido, from early marriage, through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them, it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy, and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique, and that combination together helps marriages be happy. 
improve your sex, and improve your relationship with Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Find out more at awakenloveandsex.com. Awaken what's possible. Hi, I'm Dr. Adam Matthews, and I want to welcome you to Matthews Counseling. At Matthews Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We believe in people, specifically that no two people are alike and therefore they need solutions that are unique to them. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. At MatthewsCounseling.net, we strive to help make the first step easy. There, you will find our blog with some great resources from our therapist. You'll also find a link to our client portal where you can schedule directly with our therapist at your convenience. We offer free 30-minute consultations either in person or over the phone, so the first step is at no cost to you. Give us a call at 919-587-8018 or again, find us online at matthewscounseling.net. We look forward to working with you. We're back with Sex in the 20s. Oh, if only I could go back to my 20s and <laughs> everything I know now. Oh. That would be so fun. No, I don't want to go back. You, yeah. want to, you want to go back to your 20s? I don't Just want to go back to if 20s. I could bring the self I am now back to the 20s, that might be cool to enjoy that young body. But I'm not saying it's easy. Right. I, I think the mid-20s are difficult. Absolutely. There's yeah. a, they're, poor, know, I, they're poor. They're poor. They're much <laughs> poor. And I think especially if you're unpartnered, right, it's yeah. like – or even if you're partnered and you don't know that this is your life partner, you know, mm. I mean, there's there's difficulties as you determine both mm. the person who you want to be with and the purpose, like what you want to mm. do. I just want I just want my my joints from my twenties. I want them to come on, come on. Especially up. right knee, now, right? You're joints. having joint problems. I'm your having knee, knee problems. I'm having uh, knee problems, which is frustrating. The old thing. I know, right? Gosh, I right. know. I just, I just want that. But you're going to, you want your ligaments. Did you abuse your ligaments in your twenties? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess so. I'm yeah, just, skiing. Just yeah, all kinds soccer. of all kinds of. No, I'm not a soccer guy, yeah. but physical stuff that was just probably strained them way too hard. But yeah. okay. Also, tore my, tore them. Oh, you know, so ow! Bad, bad. Okay, so I want to talk about. The 20s and what might be going on with you. I mean, I think the first thing that occurs to me is anorgasmia, which is she's not having an orgasm or not having one often enough. Mm-hmm. If there's no big bang, there's no big deal. Right. You know, you're not going to want to have sex unless you have regular orgasms. It's just part of the way it is. And that doesn't mean that a woman can't sometimes enjoy sexual intercourse or a sexual play, you know, without... Uh, or sexual play, not asexual play. I guess I guess there is such a thing as that. But, um, right. you know, enjoy a sexual time, not having an orgasm, and be okay with that. Because some women do report that. Yeah. Men, do, that seems incomprehensible. How does how is she going to go about figuring that out if she Okay, is if she America? is having an orgasm or not. So yeah. most women know. Okay. You know, they know that, you know, wow, I don't have this explosive fireworks feeling that my partner seems to feel um, there's something wrong. You know, and if you kind of have to ask, I don't know if I'm having an orgasm, you're probably not because once you have one, you know you had one. Mm-hmm. So that's the good news. The other thing is, is sometimes women have orgasms. They can by themselves, 
but they can't translate that to partner sex. And oftentimes, I mean, with the advent of porn and what it shows that, you know, really her pleasure is all about intercourse, 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 which is the big fat lie because her pleasure is really, you know, centered in her clitoris. And men don't know that. And women might know that, but they have trouble telling their partner that. And they often think they're broken. They think, you know, something's wrong with me. And I had a young woman come in and say, sex hurts. And she was given some medication by her doctor and sent to me. She was 18 years old. And I said, what do you mean sex hurts? And she said, I said, tell me exactly what happens. She's like, well, my boyfriend comes home. You know, he lays me down in the bed and he puts it in and there we go. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, sex hurts. You know, you're dry. You're not ready. You're not aroused. Yes. You know, you're not having enough foreplay for it to be pleasurable. And I think that young women need to know that unlike the movies and unlike porn and unlike potentially their partner's expectation, even for them, orgasm can easily take 45 minutes, including lots and lots of foreplay and clitoral touching. Maybe, you know, they're really at the crest and then sexual intercourse pushes them over, but still 85% of women orgasm through clitoral touch. And, you know, she may not know that. She may feel I'm somehow or another asking for something too much. And I think one of the difficulties in your 20s is asserting yourself and saying, hey, this is how I like it. This is what I need to make me happy. You know, go ahead and do that. I had, you know, I mean, I just think it's important. And this is part of the development. This is why we say women come into their own at 35. It has nothing to do with physiological maturity. Actually, in your 20s, you are ripe with hormones and you have the best chance of having sort of the best experience, but oftentimes it's the development of the self that needs to happen. So I just encourage you, girlfriend, get out there, tell them what you really, really like, you know, how you like to be touched. If you know how to do it yourself, then show him. I mean, try to, you know, hopefully the relationship is safe enough that you can do that and feel really comfortable doing that. That might be a good thing. I think the other thing is premature ejaculation. So Again, since women don't have orgasms with sexual intercourse, it might not be that big a deal. But men who have premature ejaculation, young men, often feel really ashamed of this and they start to withdraw. It's that shame cycle that we talk Mm. about. Shame stops connection and oftentimes they, you know, they're feeling so bad about it that they just get out of bed. Oh, I failed. It was too quick. It was, you know, you're not going to get any. And it's like, well, she's really not going to get there if you get out of bed. Right. You know, I think what he would need to say is, again, you know, you're so sexy. I came so fast. And, you know, we can work on that. But I want you to have pleasure, too. And keep going. And keep the touching going and the loving going. And, you know, this is something so easily fixed. It's truly, like, easily a six-month fix, and that doesn't even mean you have to come to therapy every week. That might be six sessions, and then you're sent home with homework to cure this, but that's it. And if he has ED, because a lot of young men have ED, and really oftentimes it comes to they're draining their sexual energy by themselves and pornography or something like that, and she misinterprets and says, wow, you know, he's just not that attracted to me. I'm young. I'm in my 20s. What the heck is going on? That's, you know, a problem that needs to be talked about, right. like, whoa, you know, what what's going on for you? And and even if he says, no, it's not you, it's me, you know, then they might want to explore, okay, how are you relieving yourself over here and not bringing it to the bedroom? Yeah. So they need to have some really explicit talks about bedroom talk. 
You know, as I think about it, it seems so simple, but it's the who, what, when, why, and where of sexual decisions that needs to be made at this stage. Like, who initiates? Um, we had a caller in or a writer in who said, you know, my partner really wants me to initiate physically. He wants me to start touching him in the living room, in the kitchen, wherever, and I just can't do it. I get the hives hmm. when I think about doing that. You know, and this is something like, you know, how our partner likes initiation to start is a conversation. What time of day? You know, I'm a morning person. He's a night person. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, it happens that there's noon times. And, and if there isn't a noon time during the week, there is on the weekend. You know, and, and why should that person initiate? Is it gender-based? You know, oh, the man should always initiate. But I think a man really, really want to feel that wanted, desired experience. So maybe they need to talk about that or what they're going to do in bed. How do they? How do longtime lovers signal each other? This is this is what this event is about, you know. Because there's a shorthand over time, and you get good at knowing that. But in the beginning, there's a lot of fits and starts. It's like, oh, you know, I expected this and I got that, and. You know, we don't know how to talk about that. We don't know how to signal each other. So, you know, having sex early on is problematic. It's a lot of work before things smooth out. Even early in the relationship. Yeah, early in the relationship. There's lots of problems. I think the desire discrepancy between a young male in his 20s and a young woman in her females could be huge. I mean, he literally could want sex every single day. And she's like, okay, you know, twice a week is good. Once a week, better. You know, that, that's what I'm hungry for. So how do they manage different hungers? You know, I think just as a quick tip, certainly it might be okay to say, hey, let's have a quickie, you know, especially if she's lubricated and she's okay with that. And he can understand that this, this is a night, this is an offer of love, but it's not a night that she's hungry. And he shouldn't put further pressure on her to be hungry when he's hungry mm. because physiologically she's not but that they make sure that they have one time during the week where she is feeling hungry and they do make a big deal about it and, you know, get her to orgasm and take the time that it needs. Um, That could be one way to manage a desire discrepancy. And I think just last thing is what I harp on is really it's all about the power struggle. That, you know, we find people who are our opposite, right? Pursuers find and get attracted to distancers. And I think that if you're with a pursuing partner, a sexual pursuing partner, and maybe she's an emotional pursuer, right? They're often crisscrossed. So she wants more time, touch, feelings, talking, and he may want more sex because that's how he feels safe. And he get, he opens up after sex, and she needs to feel open before she wants to have sex. And so they need to resolve that. Yeah. The only other thing I would say, uh, including that, is that she mentions that they were discussing whether they should see a therapist or not. Never a bad thing. It's not going to be harmful right. to go see a therapist. So if they think that there's something that is worth pursuing in that, then I think we both would recommend go check it out. And do, Absolutely. Do a consultation with the therapist and see yeah. if it's something that they would recommend um, right. getting treatment for. And they can find sex therapists and marriage counselors um, easily, uh, couples counselors. You don't have to be married to go see a couples counselor. Absolutely. Absolutely Nobody's going to ask that of you. But you can find it asec.org. It's A-A-S-E-C-T dot O-R-G is this a national sex therapy group. You know, they can have totally different values than Adam and I. 
but you can check that out by conversation and looking at their website. Yep. And also Marriage Therapy, American Association of Marriage Family Therapists, right? Yeah, you can look at aamft.com, or you can also just go to Psychology Today as well. Psychology so, Today, that's great a great, resource. smart yeah, place yeah. to look. Okay, thanks for listening. This is 4Play Radio Sex Therapy with your sex therapist, Lori Watson, and couples therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews. Remember, you can now call in your questions to the 4Play Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-THE-NUMBER-4-PLAY. Leave your question, and we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hey, help us stay on top here at 4Play. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor.